Welcome to the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast, Season 2, in which we explore the Majjhima Nikaya, the middle discourses of the Buddha. This is the 28th Sutta of the Majjhima Nikaya, the Mahahatipadopama Sutta, which translates as the longer discourse on the elephant's footprint. The Buddha's chief disciple, Venerable Sariputta, gives an elaborate demonstration of how, just as any footprint can fit inside an elephant's footprint, all the Buddha's teachings can fit inside the Four Noble Truths. This offers an overall template for organizing the Buddha's teachings. I really hope you're inspired by the wisdom of Venerable Sariputta in this excellent teaching. In the description below you can find out the original translated text by Bhikkhu Sajato, which can also be found on Sutta Central, as well as links to the Sutta study classes that offer an in-depth explanation of the meaning of this sutta. The Maha Hatipadopama Sutta The Longer Simile on the Elephant's Footprint So I have heard. At one time the Buddha was staying near Savati in Jeta's Grove, Anatapindika's monastery. There, Sariputta addressed the mendicants. Reverence, mendicants! Reverend, they replied. Sariputta said this. The footprints of all creatures that walk can fit inside an elephant's footprint. So an elephant's footprint is said to be the biggest of them all. In the same way, all skillful qualities are included in the Four Noble Truths. What for? The Noble Truths of Suffering the origin of suffering, the cessation of suffering, and the practice that leads to the cessation of suffering. And what is the noble truth of suffering? Rebirth is suffering. Old age is suffering. Death is suffering. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness and distress are suffering. Not getting what you wish for is suffering. In brief, the five grasping aggregates are suffering. And what are the five grasping aggregates? They are as follows. The grasping aggregates of form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousness. And what is the grasping aggregate of form? The four primary elements and form derived from the four primary elements. And what are the four primary elements? The elements of earth, water, fire and air. And what is the earth element? The earth element may be interior or exterior. And what is the interior earth element? Anything hard, solid and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This includes head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, intestines, mesentery, undigested food, feces or anything else hard, solid and appropriated that's internal pertaining to an individual. This is called the interior earth element. The interior earth element and the exterior earth element are just the earth element. This should be truly seen with right understanding like this. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. 
When you truly see with right understanding, you grow disillusioned with the earth element, detaching the mind from the earth element. There comes a time when the exterior water element flares up. At that time, the exterior earth element vanishes. So for all its great age, the earth element will be revealed as impermanent, liable to end, vanish and perish. What then of this ephemeral body appropriated by craving? Rather than I or mine or I am, they consider it to be none of these things. If others abuse, attack, harass and trouble that mendicant, they understand, this painful feeling born of ear contact has arisen in me. That's dependent, not independent. Dependent on what? Dependent on contact. They see that contact, feeling, perception, choices and consciousness are impermanent. Based on that element alone, their mind becomes secure, confident, settled and decided. Others might treat that mendicant with disliking, loathing and detestation, striking them with fists, stones, sticks and swords. They understand, this body is such that fists, stones, sticks and swords strike it. But the Buddha has said in the advice on the simile of the saw, even if low-down bandits were to sever you limb from limb, anyone who had a malevolent thought on that account would not be following my instructions. My energy shall be roused up and unflagging, my mindfulness established and lucid, my body tranquil and undisturbed, and my mind immersed in samadhi. Gladly now let fists, stones, sticks and swords strike this body, for this is how the instructions of the Buddha are followed. While recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful may not become stabilised in them. In that case, they stir up a sense of urgency. It's my loss, my misfortune, that while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does not become stabilised in me. They're like a daughter-in-law who stirs up a sense of urgency when they see their father-in-law. But if, while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does become stabilised in them, they're happy with that. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. And what is the water element? The water element may be interior or exterior. And what is the interior water element? Anything that's water, watery, and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This includes bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat, tears, grease, saliva, snot, synovial fluid, urine, or anything else that's water, watery, and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This is called the interior water element. The interior water element and the exterior water element are just the water element. This should be truly seen with right understanding like this. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. When you truly see with right understanding, you grow disillusioned with the water element, detaching the mind from the water element. There comes a time when the exterior water element flares up. It sweeps away villages, towns, cities, countries and regions. 
there comes a time when the water in the ocean sinks down a hundred leagues, or two, or three, four, five, six, up to seven hundred leagues. There comes a time when the water in the ocean stands just seven palm trees deep, or six, five, four, three, two, even just one palm tree deep. There comes a time when the water in the ocean stands just seven fathoms deep, or six, five, four, three, two, or even just one fathom deep. There comes a time when the water in the ocean stands just a half a fathom deep, or waist deep, or knee deep, or even just ankle deep. There comes a time when there isn't enough water in the ocean even to wet the tip of your finger. So for all its great age, the water element will be revealed as impermanent, liable to end, vanish and perish. What's then of this ephemeral body appropriated by craving? Rather than I or mine or I am, they consider it to be none of these things. If, while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does become stabilised in them, they're happy with that. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. And what is the fire element? The fire element may be interior or exterior. And what is the interior fire element? Anything that's fire, fiery and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This includes that which warms, that which ages, that which heats you up when feverish, that which properly digests food and drink, or anything else that's fire, fiery and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This is called the interior fire element. The interior fire element and the exterior fire element are just the fire element. Things should be truly seen with right understanding like this. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. When you truly see with right understanding, you grow disillusioned with the fire element, detaching the mind from the fire element. There comes a time when the exterior fire element flares up. It burns up villages, towns, cities, countries and regions until it reaches a green field, a roadside, a cliff's edge, a body of water or cleared parkland where it's extinguished for lack of fuel. There comes a time when they go looking for a fire, taking just a chicken's feather or a scrap of sinew as kindling. So for all its great age, the fire element will be revealed as impermanent, liable to end, vanish and perish. What then of this ephemeral body appropriated by craving? Rather than I or mine or I am, they consider it to be none of these things. If while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does become stabilised in them, they are happy with that. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. And what is the air element? The air element may be interior or exterior. And what is the interior air element? Anything that's air, airy and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual. This includes winds that go up or down, winds in the belly or bowels, winds that flow through the limbs, in-breaths and out-breaths, or anything else that's air, airy and appropriated that's internal, pertaining to an individual.
This is called the interior air element. The interior air element and the exterior air element are just the air element. This should be truly seen with right understanding like this. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. When you truly see with right understanding, you reject the air element, detaching the mind from the air element. There comes a time when the exterior air element flares up. It sweeps away villages, towns, cities, countries and regions. There comes a time in the last month of summer when they look for wind by using a palm leaf or fan and even the grasses in the drip fringe of that thatch roof don't stir. So for all its great age, the air element will be revealed as impermanent, liable to end, vanish and perish. What then of this ephemeral body appropriated by craving? Rather than I or mine or I am, they consider it to be none of these things. If others abuse, attack, harass and trouble that mendicant, they understand, this painful feeling born of ear contact has arisen in me. That's dependent, not independent. Dependent on what? Dependent on contact. They see that contact, feeling, perception, choices and consciousness are impermanent. Based on that element alone, their mind becomes secure, confident, settled and decided. Others might treat that mendicant with disliking, loathing and detestation, striking them with fists, stones, sticks and swords. They understand this body is such that fists, stones, sticks and swords strike it. But the Buddha has said in the advice on the simile of the saw, even if a low-down bandits were to sever you from limb to limb, anyone who had a thought of hate on that account would not be following my instructions. My energy shall be roused up and unflagging, my mindfulness established and lucid, my body tranquil and undisturbed, and my mind immersed in samadhi. Gladly now, let fists, stones, sticks and swords strike this body, for this is how the instructions of the Buddhas are followed. While recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful may not become stabilised in them. In that case, they stir up a sense of urgency. It's my loss, my misfortune, that while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does not become stabilised in me. They're like a daughter-in-law who stirs up a sense of urgency when they see their father-in-law. But if, while recollecting the Buddha, the teaching and the Sangha in this way, equanimity based on the skillful does become stabilised in them, they're happy with that. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. When a space is enclosed by sticks, creepers, grass and mud, it becomes known as a building. In the same way, when a space is enclosed by bones, sinews, flesh and skin, it becomes known as a form. Reverends, though the eye is intact internally, so long as exterior sights don't come into range and there's no corresponding engagement, there's no manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. Though the eye is intact internally and exterior sights come into range, so long as there's no corresponding engagement, there's no manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. But when the eye is intact internally and exterior sights come into range, 
and there is a corresponding engagement, there is the manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. The form produced in this way is included in the grasping aggregate of form. The feeling, perception, choices and consciousness produced in this way are each included in the corresponding grasping aggregate. They understand, so this is how there comes to be inclusion, gathering together and joining together into these five grasping aggregates. But the Buddha has said, one who sees dependent origination sees the teaching. One who sees the teaching sees dependent origination. And these five grasping aggregates are indeed dependently originated. The desire, clinging, attraction and attachment for these five grasping aggregates is the origin of suffering. Giving up and getting rid of desire and greed for these five grasping aggregates is the cessation of suffering. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. Though the ear, nose, tongue, body and mind is intact internally, so long as exterior ideas don't come into range, there's no corresponding engagement. There's no manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. Though the mind is intact internally and exterior ideas come into range, so long as there's no corresponding engagement, there's no manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. But when the mind is intact internally and exterior ideas come into range and there is corresponding engagement, there is the manifestation of the corresponding type of consciousness. The form produced in this way is included in the grasping aggregate of form. The feeling, perception, choices and consciousness produced in this way are each included in the corresponding grasping aggregate. They understand, so this is how there comes to be inclusion, gathering together and joining together into these five grasping aggregates. But the Buddha has also said, one who sees dependent origination sees the teaching. One who sees the teaching sees dependent origination. And these five grasping aggregates are indeed dependently originated. The desire, clinging, attraction and attachment for these five grasping aggregates is the origin of suffering. Giving up and getting rid of desire and greed for these five grasping aggregates is the cessation of suffering. At this point, much has been done by that mendicant. That's what the Venerable Sariputta said. Satisfied, the mendicants approved what Sariputta said. This ends the Mahapatipadopama Sutta. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all those who have been supporting this podcast and the other podcasts in the Everyday Dhamma Network through offering donations via the Ko-Fi platform. I really couldn't keep the podcast network going without you. Thank you so much. If you'd like to offer a one-off or monthly donation to support this podcast, please see the Ko-Fi link in the show notes below. If you'd like to find out more about the Buddha's Wisdom podcast, you can go to everydaydharma.net where you'll find all previous episodes along with text versions of the sutta. Thank you for listening. May you all find happiness and peace.